Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. So what the hell is mum guilt? Some of you will know the answers to this without me even having to say a word. Some of you may be new mums and wonder if you have this. And some of you will be about to have a bub and wonder what the hell it is. Well, let's take a look at a story first, okay? So I recently worked with a new mum who shall remain nameless. I have changed the names in this story. Little Millie. Uh, Now, I do not have any clients named Millie or their children named Millie. But little Millie was only six weeks old. And before she arrived, her mum was adamant that she would return to her career. It was demanding and fulfilling position and she loved it. She'd worked really, really hard to achieve it, um, you know, pretty much for most of her adult life. But as her return date approached, she was more tired than ever and she felt scattered, messy and just out of control, really. She was unable to even make some simple decisions. So she began to think, how the hell am I going to function at work, continue breastfeeding and juggle a career and a baby? She began to feel such intense guilt that she began considering giving up her job. But how could she? What about the finances? What about the mental stimulation that she craved and work being a part of her identity? Now, this led to feeling something else for her that she couldn't quite put her finger on. So she stayed with the guilt and her anxiety soared. So let me give you a little simple tip right at the beginning. If you worry about being a good mum, this means you already are one. I can absolutely tell you there is nobody that doesn't worry about being a good mum who actually isn't already a good mum. It shows that you are. Okay, now going back to what mum was feeling that she couldn't quite put her finger on was that what we have looked at in our latest series is what we call a meta emotion. A meta emotion is when you feel bad about feeling bad, or in this case, feeling bad about feeling good. The reality is that this mum loved her job and her child. But she didn't think she could do both. So she felt bad about wanting to go back to the one that society, family or even just friends may tell her is not as important. Depending on whether you can recognise this part of yourself will depend on whether you take the next step into shame. And self-shaming is what mum guilt is all about. What the? I know. Who would purposely self-shame? Well, no one would. But that's the thing, shame is a slippery little sucker and it sneaks sneaks up on us and half the time you don't even know it's made itself at home until you're too far down the rabbit hole. If this is sounding familiar, then you are not alone. Now, quick side note, because I know that we are going live tonight 
for everyone, I may refer to a couple of earlier videos. So feel free to join the community group, which will be available in the comments section below. So check them out if you want to. It's free to join the group. So there's no, you know, tricks uh, behind that. But just so that you know that you can have a watch of them. Okay, so now we know what mum guilt is and how crappy it is. What drives it? The reality is, is that there are enormous expectations from society, media, family and friends about what mothers should be like and what we should do. Mum guilt is pervasive among mothers and it can strike at any time and can show itself in a number of mum situations. Should a mum return to work? Should she breastfeed? Should she be happy as a mum? Like the mum in our example, you know, mums may feel that they are abandoning their babies or missing things that happen during the day. We have all heard that breast is best. We've had it hammered into us and mums can feel really guilty if they decide not to breastfeed or stop breastfeeding or, God forbid, some people just don't have the mechanics to do it and we put all this pressure this additional pressure on a mum and the sleepless nights as she's the only one that can feed the baby. And, you know, if a mum decides to go back to work and continually decides to pump during the day, that just becomes almost impossible to maintain. And then some mums pull that shit off with no problem at all and even that creates a problem because no matter what, mothers can be judged about their decisions regardless you know, feel bad if you do it feel bad if you don't do it so one of the big things i've seen is the unreasonable expectations of happiness which are commonly drilled into new mothers it will be the best thing to ever happen to you and you know in the long term it is but often in those first few weeks months or even those first few years that is not always the case it's really hard i have often said to people if we all spat out a handbook instead of a placenta most of us would be in a much better space to be honest now it will probably not surprise you that at least one in seven mothers experiences postpartum depression or anxiety following the birth of a baby but you know in the cases where fertility treatments are needed or where a baby was adopted, or if the mum suffered a loss such as a miscarriage or a stillborn, expectations of feeling joy at having a healthy newborn may be even higher. It's absolutely not uncommon for mums to have secret feelings of regret and wishing for their pre-baby life. I've said it. Voicing true feelings may lead to judgment, and though Although it can lead to judgment and then guilt begins to take its toll and we're back to that old chestnut. So how does guilt show up? As we've seen, well, some of us have seen over the past couple of weeks, the feeling of guilt is a focus on behaviour. Okay, so it becomes something that you've done. When guilt becomes shame, it becomes feeling about the self. So for an example, I didn't breastfeed long enough is feeling guilty about a behaviour. But if you hang on to that guilt, the resulting feeling and statement becomes, I'm a bad mum. 
because the feeling of shame is against the self. So if you think I had a nice little gap in between there to help you um, process that statement. But if you think about that statement, how we would normally say it, it's, oh, my God, I didn't breastfeed enough. I must be a terrible mother. There's no gap in between. We just go from bad behavior to instant shame of self. This guilt and shame pushes a mum into deep judgment of herself and a constant comparing to others where she generally consistently falls short in her eyes and persistent negative thoughts about themselves end up being the result. Most often mums hide these results or these thoughts and as a result they begin to believe that they are true. Mothers then become their own worst critics. That's the biggest issue that we have. The guilt and resulting feeling of shame um, drives feelings, thoughts and behaviours and can show up in some of the following ways. So the first one I touched on briefly, that's depression and anxiety. We start to feel down um, most of the time. You have fatigue, anger or intense and obtrusive worry or low self-worth among other symptoms. The other big one that we all probably know, but when you're in that moment, these all sort of flow in together that you don't even notice them. So one of the other biggies is it shows up as negative thoughts. I should not go back to work because I'm abandoning my baby. I'm a bad mother. If you have consistent and persistent negative thoughts, I would ask you to have a look. How many times in there are you saying should? I should be doing this. If I was a good mother, I should be doing this. See how we flipped it around then and all of a sudden we've still got the shame first and then we've, re we've related it to the behaviour, but it's too late. We've already attached it to ourselves. Some of the other ways that this guilt can show up, and this is going to be a ripper, massive amounts of time and energy focused on social media. Ouch. A mum may feel guilty about the time not spent with her baby and may post only the best moments constantly on social media to prove to the world that she is, in fact, a good mum. You don't need to prove that. You just are a good mum. One of the other ways it can show up, overdoing, overworking and overscheduling. Here, we start to grapple with the mum's belief that if, a, if she does more and ignores the guilt, the better she will feel. But this behaviour can lead to burnout and become physically unwell for both her and your children. One of the other areas is addictive behaviours. Now, this has become a really big issue in COVID. We've had a lot of people, I'm going to say people drinking. But if we find that we get a lot of mums who begin drinking, using drugs or overspending or finding other ways to, they're looking for a quick fix. They want to feel better. That's why they're using some of the mechanisms to try and feel better, okay? But we're, I'm going, but hang on, Is are you wanting to feel better because you feel mum guilt? This is what I want you guys to look at. One of the other ways, perfectionism. That's a sneaky little sucker as well because a mum can hope to avoid her feelings by trying to come across as though she has her shit together. She wants to appear perfect, even though she feels judgment, failure, and is just constantly in pain, emotional pain. So I'm giving you a really great little list here. What are some of the effective antidotes to mummy guilt? Well, look, being 
being a mum is filled with anxiety, stress, chaos, and can feel like one of the worst jobs on the planet. And that's when your kids are doing the good shit. When that all falls apart, well, you can, it's mum guilt that goes on to steroids then. But we don't have to let guilt and shame and fear control our experiences. So if you've watched my series on guilt this month, and if you haven't, go back and have a look, you will have seen that the first step to dealing with guilt is taking responsibility. Now, this is actually easier to do when the behaviour is, is a shit one. You already feel in your gut that something's not right, but depending on whether you take responsibility and own it will depend on how long the guilt hangs around. Making amends for something we think we did wrong is easier to recognise, but not easier to fix because it has levels of collateral damage. We need to fix it somewhere with someone. But what if we recognise as, as mums that we actually haven't done anything wrong? Sometimes we just want to be us, not mum. What if sometimes we don't like the stage our kids are at because it's bloody exhausting? And what if sometimes, God forbid, we just don't like our kids? What then? How do we fix that? This is how mum guilt starts. I told you, it's a sneaky little bitch. I use some of the following antidotes with, with clients as we work towards self-acceptance and letting go of guilt. Your first one, acknowledge and acceptance. You know, they're, two of the, they're actually two of the most beautiful words in the, in the English dictionary and the most, they're often the most difficult. Empathy is an antidote to feelings of guilt and shame. When you're feeling off and stress mounts, take a few moments to stop and breathe because I always love when I see mums and I say to them, you know, what would you say to another mum? And they would be so empathetic and they would say, it's okay, you know, you're doing the best you can. But we just don't do it to ourselves. And the thing is, is that dealing with guilt starts with us. We have to be curious about ourselves and our feelings. Notice when your body feels tense and try to soften the area. Allow your vulnerable feelings of guilt, shame and sadness to, to come to the surface and respond to yourself with kindness and acceptance. If we were as kind to ourselves as we are kind to others, then, you know, maybe we wouldn't end up with all that guilt and shame. When you actually start to do this, you notice that the tears begin to well up. You can let them come out. They're normal. And, you know, given the stress of being a mother, it's huge. And you're allowed to have those teary moments. Often depression, postpartum depression, comes when we hide our feelings of vulnerability and they just keep building and building and building. So one of the other big areas, of course, that I work in is thoughts. So I practice a lot of CBT, um, changing thoughts. Instead of focusing on the thoughts associated with the guilty feelings, like I should stop working, replace the negative thoughts with something like, I am a better mum because I work. That's such a powerful statement. And you know what? I absolutely relate to this part because I am a far better mother for working than I was as a stay-at-home mother. It's just the reality. I love being a mum, but I'm not your mumsy mum. I'll give you that. My kids would attest to that. And anyone else who's on here who's going to send me a little laughing comment or emoji knows me well enough to know that I am not your mumsy mum. The Pretty much the, the direct down-to-earth that you get that I'm giving to you guys 
pretty much what my kids get as well. I soften it, thankfully, but it's there. So I am a much better mum when I realise that I would be better and have more quality with my kids if I was not there all the time. Here's what it is. One of the other areas that I have to work on whilst we're working with thoughts and acceptance is building resilience. So on top of embracing vulnerable feelings, building resilience in the face of guilt, shame and other difficult feelings is crucial. Now resilience can be a buzzword today and I often say to clients, I cannot teach you resilience. It's what you get when shit happens to you. But if you are here, then you're already learning it. Because the reality is, is happy people don't come to see me. So something's going on. And I can say to them with almost a guarantee, I can guarantee you, but by the end of whatever you're going through, you're going to have more resilience. Great. Just make sure you recognize it. So how do we enhance resilience building? By having the courage to be real, not hide it. Be honest with what you are thinking. Just because you think it doesn't make it true. But it does want to be noticed. And then you can assess, shit, is there something in that? One of the key areas I focus on for mums is connection. Now, they all say to me, oh, I am very connected to my child. I'm so connected to my husband and my partner. And you know what? I'm really connected to my mother's group. Well, well done. But that's not what I'm talking about. The connection is with you. How connected are you to you and your self-care? For the newbies? Check out self-care month because that's how much at time it took to get people to actually believe they deserved self-care and how to do it. Take the time to take care of yourself. Eat healthy, sleep, exercise, meditate, spend time with supportive friends and family. Now, the key word in there I'm pretty sure you're going to get is supportive because do you know what? Critical mums who are critical of other mums are not supporting you. Honestly, they are not supporting you. You need to have who is going to support me. The mum who will walk into your house or let you walk into their house and cry or you walk into their house and even though it looks like a complete shit show, you go, you want a coffee? They're the mums you want, all right? Um, I've got a great handout in the group that shows you the eight areas of self-care that we often don't realise exist. It's a really good starting point for how to reconnect to yourself. Now, I'm going to try and speak to some of the mums as well who have older children because at the moment I'm talking about babies and postnatal, prenatal, all those bits. But with connection, it's something that is really important for for mums with older kids and that means anywhere from probably school age and up. For those of you with older children, sometimes the lack of connection to self can show up in our connection to our kids. So how do we do that? Well, we take our grumpy out on them and begin to question like a detective. What are you doing? Where are you going? The old favourite. What did you learn today? Followed by nothing. And if you're in my car, it's often followed up by what the hell do I pay school fees for? You learn nothing. But effectively, I've completely shut down the connection with them. And we're back to that old chestnut. Now I feel like a bag of shit because I'm questioning my mother, my mothering. Mm, here we go. Now, 
One of the things I do with mums with older kids is try to connect with statements, not questions. If you want to immediately connect with your child, the easiest way to, is to make a comment, not a question. So rather than, what's that in your hand? Oh, oh, I see you've got, I don't know, a truck in your hand. Or so make it a statement, okay? Asking questions can make kids feel on the spot, particularly shy kids. And think about yourself when someone puts you on the spot asking you a question. What you want to do is bolt, so you give some bullshit answer so you don't have to deal with it. Kids are great, they know that. Instead of putting the kids on the defensive, get down to their level. It's nearly impossible to daze out and become absent when we're commenting on what's happening in the here and now. And when you see more and more meaningful interactions with your children throughout the day, guess what? The mum guilt fades away on its own. Next one. This is another ripper. Put the phone down. Yes, I've said it. Lots of people say this. But it can be completely overwhelming taking care of little ones or even everyone all day. In those intense moments, it's so easy to reach for the phone. And 20 minutes later, you're pulled back to reality with the needy children or a still messy house and all those same feelings of stress. That's because reaching for the smartphone does not take away the stress. It only increases it. And the jury is no longer out on this. The research is overwhelming. Smartphones, while useful in huge amounts of areas, can actually cause us more stress and they then they relieve if we aren't careful. I often say to people, there is a positive and a negative to every action in our life, whatever we're doing, and smartphones are one of them. Figure out what helps you, not hinders you. So still keeping on with, with kids a, bit, a little bit older, have regular individual time. So we know spending time with our children individually is valuable. But what we often tend to do is wait for a few free hours and childcare for the other siblings. Who the hell is going to get that shit all the time? Start with the something as simple as 15 minutes. You know what? Kids actually don't want too much of your time, but they are definitely um, the assessors of quality time. They know when they're not getting your time and they will assess you and judge you on it. No doubts whatsoever. 15 minutes is often sometimes their focus time and that's all they need. If you can, let your child decide what to do for the 15 minutes and the next time you decide, all right? So let them know that they will have your undivided attention, then give it to them. When you begin interacting with your child regularly with no distractions, the connection becomes stronger and then reconnecting becomes easier and the mum guilt subsides. Beautiful. Okay, next one, big one. Release the need to be perfect. You know, stop punishing ourselves about not being the perfect mother because what even is the perfect mother? You know, we've probably got a few things that are completely inappropriate to say, so I won't say them. But you've got to think about that. Where have we got our vision of the perfect mother? Because it doesn't bloody well exist. It's important to do your best, but there is no need to beat yourself up when you fall short because, once again, falling short from what? What's your expectation? Actually have a look at what is your expectation. A lot of us have them, we'll have different ones. If this was a relationship 
and there was all these expectations on relationships, I'd be blaming Disney because, you know, we would be looking for Prince Charming. But I often go, what is our measure when it comes to, oh, hello, Amanda. Um, what is our measure when it comes to motherhood? Who have we put on the perfect pedestal that we're trying to look up to? Because no mother has ever gone through life not having made a mistake said the wrong thing or acted unwisely let me tell you i do that all the time i am certainly not going to be winning mother of the year award for 2020 but i did say to someone the other day thank god 2020 is a write-off i'm not even fucking aiming for 2020 i'm going for 2021 so i've got months to get that right okay stop comparing yourself to other mothers and restore balance be aware that mums like to post about their achievements of their children. Some mums do with a photo on social media. They like to celebrate their children. That's them. Beautiful. However, if you secretly compare and feel bad that you have not done a good job because your children have not performed as well, well, that's a problem. And when you start to compare, your children will eventually get to know how much they've disappointed you and it affects their relationship with you okay acknowledge that your children are different and there are things that you can celebrate about them too not every achievement is about grades awards badges focus on building a great relationship with them for a start if envy is getting the better of you seriously do a social media detox you will be surprised at what sort of a detox uh, or what a detox can do for you it doesn't have to be huge. And if you are accessing social media, make it count. Make it so that you're learning something. Make it about reflection on yourself so that it's not just bullshit. That's the problem with it at times. You know, use it to help you restore your balance by standing in the confidence that you've done what you could based on your best ability. Hey, Ange. Love the 15-minute idea. Absolutely. It's really, really good because, you know, often they get bored of you. Let's be honest. They don't want to hang around with you for too much longer because they can't be bothered. So the last one, make time for yourself. If you are desperate for time alone and then when you have it, you are consumed by guilt, you're in the right place here. The better connection you have with your children, the more relaxed you are at the end of the day. You sense your children are okay and they're happy. This allows you to take time for yourself and know deep down that it's okay. It's vital that you let go of mum guilt because shaming yourself and feeling mum guilt does not serve you, your children or your family. In fact, it adds completely unnecessary stress. Now, unresolved anger at yourself, because at the end of the day, that's what happens. I'm not a good mum. You become angry at yourself. Unresolved anger at yourself can cause you to react with resentment that your children begin to feel. And guess what? Here's the kicker. They interpret it as something is wrong with me. And so the shame continues. Nobody purposely sets out to shame their children. Not anymore very rarely there were days where people used to shame their children on purpose to maintain control those days are over but it continues why are our kids still feeling shame 
because maybe we haven't been responsible with our resentment of how freaking tough it is to maintain motherhood and they misinterpret it. They just misinterpret it. So stop. Instead of feeling more guilty, acknowledge it, own it and let it go. Make it a priority for you to stop all forms of negative self-blame and mum sharing. Oh, mum sharing. Now you can share all you like, but no mum shaming, okay? Mothers have a tendency to prioritise their needs last. We all know that. That's why it took a month for self-care. However, you cannot give your best care when you are low on self-care. It's only when you feel nourished that your capacity to take care of your kids and others increases. And it leads me to wonder, did mum guilt haunt our mothers or grandmothers like it does us? What do you think? Oh, look, I've got a bit of a family argument here. Statement's way to go. I think I asked way too many questions. <laughs> I, think that, I think they might agree with you, Anna. But what do you think? Do you think that, our, uh, that mum guilt haunted our mums and grandmothers? Because I don't think it did. Oh, thanks, Catherine. Less pressure. Absolutely. I'm all for no pressure. Um, I don't think that our grandmothers and mothers felt that same guilt that we do. I think they felt stress and I think they had pressure and they had lots of things that we have. But I don't think that they did the mummy guilt thing. I think mummy guilt goes hand in hand with the modern motherhood. It's in this age of expectations of self and what we want to achieve for ourselves it's the instagram age of perfection which we all know is a filter people mums have to do it all and they have to do it well and it's easy to let the guilt occupy way too much of our thoughts and feelings if you're thinking that mum guilt didn't haunt our parents and stuff i think you i think you're right they didn't they did they certainly had pressures they had different pressures to us but they just let their kids, they didn't feel bad if their kids didn't perform. Half the time they didn't even see it because you weren't allowed to go. Now, I promised you the five reasons why it's time to kick your mum guilt to the curb. Why? One, we are all doing our best. Mums today have it tougher than previous generations. We are expected to raise our kids earn an income, maintain the house, ensure everybody in that house is feeling cared and happy for. That's huge. No wonder I and every mother I know feels like she's constantly dropping the ball. But here's the thing. We are all trying. We're all doing our best. And you know, your best is going to be different on any given day. Your best is going to be different if you're sick. Your best is going to be different if you're tired. But if you just give your best of every part of what you're doing well then you've done your best so instead of feeling guilty about shortcomings it's time we celebrated achievements because despite the odds we're actually doing it no one's died on my watch and that's a good thing number two mum guilt will kill you if you let it it's insidious in the way it can niggle at us and completely erode our confidence making us feel like we are much less of a mum. It's so constant that it can make us feel guilty about every little thing we do about raising our little cherubs. But does it really matter if we feed our baby from a jar instead of making homemade baby food because we ran out of fresh veggies? Probably not. It's time we called out mum guilt for what it is, a cancer on motherhood that will kill us if we let it.
Number three, no one is a perfect mum. Nobody, not even the health conscious yoga mum who gives her toddler carrot sticks and homemade hummus. That mum isn't perfect. Every mum is just trying to do her best and struggles with feelings of guilt. You know, guilty that she needed to accept more work when really she was she's not managing the juggle now. Guilty that she hasn't toilet trained her kid. Guilty that she can't afford to give this kid a backyard. The list goes on. The point is, is that no mum is perfect and trying to achieve perfection is bloody exhausting and impossible. Because perfection is a concept, not a reality. It does not exist. This is my biggest takeaway for everybody. Number four, mum guilt can cloud your mum intuition. Just think about that. Because if you take nothing from this video, this is the big one. If mum guilt can deafen the voice of our mum intuition, that's our internal compass for how to look after our little ones. It's a secret mum superpower. It alerts us when something doesn't feel right for our child or for us. But if we always feel guilty about every little bloody thing we do all of the time, then we, don't, we start to not hear when the siren starts. And that is the most important thing because mum's intuition... I never, ever question it. Never. People can come to me and I'll go, that does, tell me why you're thinking that. And they go, I don't know. I've just got a feeling. And I go, oh, but man, I need to back, back that truck up. Because if that feeling, I need to help them listen and discover the feeling so that they can hear the message. Because mum guilt never lies. Becoming, oh no, hang on, what is it? Mum guilt, last one. Ready? Mum guilt takes away from the amazing job you are actually doing. Feeling guilty all the time stops us from giving ourselves a pat on the back. We start to look for people to give us a pat on the back. Stop. Pat yourself on the back. You're doing a bloody good job. Look at your little ones, smile, and think, no one can mother my child like me. I am her world. He loves me. With every beat of their tiny little hearts, I am doing a good job. And look, you have proof. Look how happy they are. Becoming a mother is one of the most profound transitions in life. It takes time to adjust, but it is possible to decrease the feelings of mum guilt. Right. Now, I usually, usually throw out a challenge in these videos. So the challenge this week is a mantra. I'm going to post in, well, we will post eventually, either tonight or tomorrow, um, a little Facebook meme type thing with your mantra. And it says, Mum Guilt, you are on notice. I am going to turn down the volume on your persistent nagging voice and embrace the voice that tells me I am doing my very best. That is your challenge. Say it over and over and over again until it starts to sink in.